We all want more time. Time to complete a project, time to spend with those we care about, time to pursue an interest, time to relax and re-energize. But as much as we crave more time, most of us, especially in our work world, do a poor job in managing how we spend our hours. For women nonprofit EDs, the feeling of never having enough time is steroid-infused. In addition to work demands, they still shoulder the primary responsibility of tending to all the logistics and caretaking needs of their family. We set ambitious plans during our commute to work, even if that trip is no further from the kitchen table to the office alcove. But too often, at the end of the day, only a portion of what you planned to accomplish was achieved. Not having enough time leaves us feeling perpetually rushed, anxious, and like a failure. How can we tame the beast of never having enough time? Well, today's episode will look at four ways you can create smart work habits to help you gain control of your day. You're listening to Relish Your Role Podcast, a free resource for women nonprofit EDs created by me, Dr. Nancy Fournier. After many years of running a nonprofit and consulting, I realized effective leadership is directly tied to the health of the ED's various work relationships. And that's why this podcast will focus on how women nonprofit leaders can gain mastery to manage up, down, and across their agencies for maximum impact. It's time to find your authentic voice and lead with confidence. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. To begin to make better use of your time at work, I want to offer these four steps. One, know your time wasters. Two, make small incremental changes to your daily habits. Three, acknowledge the difference of these changes. And four, set aside time to do nothing. Let's start with your time wasters. Can you identify your time-wasting work habits? You can only change your habits once you're aware of them. It sounds so simple, but the first step of gaining mastery of your time is to be aware of the ways in which you allow minutes to pass without making the best of them. And we fall into two camps. We know exactly what our time wasters are, or we don't. If you have a general sense that you let time slip without much to show for it, but are not sure how that happened, the very first step is to identify those habits which are wasting your time. Take one week and be hyper aware of how you spend your time at work. You might want to keep a little journal noting how you spend your time throughout the day and look for patterns that emerge. Are you the one who is always cleaning and restocking the office kitchen? Do you reward yourself by scrolling social media? Do you continually take a pause and check your email in the middle of a task? Or do you have three or four files on different subjects open on your computer at once and toggle back and forth? Are you the first to arrive and last to leave at the informal staff chats? You know where I'm going with this. Be brave and identify the time wasters in your workday. And then take small steps to gain back your time. If you're in the second camp and know exactly what your bad time management habits are, I'm guilty for compulsively checking my email, pick one time suck behavior to address. It's always best to start with the one you think will be the easiest to control. Set a goal for yourself on lessening your reliance on that habit for two weeks. So, if you're a nonstop email checker, set a goal of just opening that screen hourly. You may eventually get to the point where you're comfortable just checking a few times throughout the workday. 
If you're the social butterfly, set yourself a clear goal of how much time you'll chat before going back to the tasks. If you're always checking your phone, store it away in a place where you have to get up to see it. You follow where I'm going. Aim to cut down these behaviors. Just exercise small moments of control. It will build your confidence, and most importantly, you'll feel better when you see your to-do list getting smaller. And then acknowledge the progress. The goal is to increase your self-awareness of your personal time wasters and make incremental changes to your daily habits so you don't always feel behind. You'll find by cutting down on the distractions, you bring your full attention to the task at hand. And when we're locked in on a task, we tend to produce better work, limiting the need to continually redo and revise the initial effort. Now, I'm not suggesting never taking a break. I will talk in a little bit about the importance of taking healthy breaks, which break up your brain waves and leave you energized. But breaks that are compulsive, leave you continually agitated and non-focused is a negative spiral. I have never spoken to anyone who tells me they feel refreshed after scrolling social media for 10 minutes. Be able to set a small goal to shift a habit and achieving that goal deserves recognition. And progress supports more progress. By noting the change in your behavior, you'll feel empowered and most likely want to push a little further. And most importantly, you don't leave the office feeling like you didn't get anything done. Feeling good gives us the energy to seek out additional behaviors that make us feel better, not worse, which leads me to the power of doing nothing. There is a whole body of science called attention management, which examines the amount of time the human brain can productively attend to a task. It's focused on the ability of the brain to synthesize various stimuli and process the information. It's a complicated, formulaic enterprise, but the upshot is, because of the way our brains are wired, our ability to focus is hampered when it has to process different stimuli at once, like listening to the radio while you're writing or eating and reading at the same time. It's scientifically proven that it is hard to initially concentrate when you have multiple stimulation at once. Do you notice that you cease to hear background noise once you get immersed in reading or writing? Your brain is like a cell phone. It needs time to recharge after it's heavily taxed. Think about how often you need to recharge your phone after spending a day using Google Maps. It's the same thing as having the radio on while you toggle between computer screens for an extended period of time. Your brain needs to rest, and at work, it is extremely productive to unplug every once in a while, step back from the computer, put the phone down, and let your mind recharge. Notice I didn't suggest scrolling through Facebook as a way to revive. You're using the same part of your brain processing systems when you scroll online. To recharge, you need to give your brain a break from the same stimuli and expose it to something different, using a different set of neurons. Research says the best way is to take a walk, move your body, allow other senses, those of smell and sensate, to get exercised. A 10-minute walk outside around the building lets your brain reboot and you can return with new energy to focus on cognitive tasks. These are simple steps. Part of my five-month signature system helps you develop other smart systems and habits to leave you with the headspace so you can tackle big issues facing your agency. We'll delve deeper in later episodes about ingrained time wasters, but a good first step is to identify counterproductive habits, setting attainable goals to cut them down, and noting your progress. Now, go reward yourself with a quick walk around the block, and I'll see you next week. 
Thanks for listening today. I know the job you have is hard and appreciate the work you do every day. I help women nonprofit EDs manage their work relationships and lead with their authentic voice. Learn more about me and my services at relishyourrole.com. And if you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other nonprofit leaders. The more support we receive, the greater our impact. Till next time.